0: Is there anything you wanted to uh, to talk to me about?
1: Well, sure, howdy, there is. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, I got something. I got a beautiful book series called The Stormlight Archives by uh, Brandon Sanderson. Maybe you've heard of him.
0: I have not heard of him.
1: Well, I will fix it. I mean, that. you've
0: told me a little bit about who he is, a little bit, but mm. not that much. Obviously
1: not enough. <laughs> you want to hear about it?
0: Uh... <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll give you an hour.
1: (laughs) That's all I need. Wait, wait. For the first book.
0: No, no. Before we get into it, I'm putting a timer on. Okay. I said I'm giving you an hour. I'm not giving you two. (laughs) Right? My time is valuable. Hasn't.
1: This. (laughs) I'm sorry. We're we're friends for a reason because you're so forgiving with your time. You just.
0: You know, I mean, you graduated from 25 minutes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> that was a, that was a milestone, personal milestone in my life.
0: Okay, so, uh, yeah, Do, I guess that's enough explanation we need for how this show's gonna go.
1: Yep. All
0: right. <laughs> you got <it> all out. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Big f- bath of fresh air. Okay. <sighs> starting in three. I'm a little flemmy. Starting Continue. in. Starting in three,
1: two. Alrighty, So the Stormlight Archives. Right? Okay, it is a epic series by Brandon Sanderson. Mm-hmm. He plans to have it released over ten books that are all ridiculously big. Okay.
0: Oh, how how big's a book?
1: Uh, big. <laughs> like that big? You
0: just put your hands together and was like big. <laughs>
1: Really big, it's like 1,200 pages. 1,200 pages. And it's not pages. its not large print. It's quite small print.
0: Is it like Bible text? Uh, actually similar. <laughs> yeah, pretty similar actually. So 10 Bibles is what he's about to like write. 10 Bibles long of a story.
1: Right, yes. Okay. But, yeah. But uh, anyway, okay. So how to how, how even start such an epic series? I don't know. But I'm going to try my best, okay? Okay. So I figure we'll start with kind of the structure of the world, okay? So, in this world,
0: mm-hmm.
1: one of the most popular religions is called Vorinism. Vorinism. Vorenism. Okay. Um, it is the worship of the Almighty. That is what he's known as, the Almighty.
0: The Almighty. This is a guy. Yes. Okay, we're getting somewhere.
1: <laughs> well, he's not a guy. He's a god. He is. He's god. But he's, he's the, called the Almighty.
0: The God, of the Almighty. Right. Okay. Getting some. Christian, they just call him Almighty. Getting some Christian. Vibes he is. From he us. is.
1: He is the Christian God. Yes, basically. He's okay. called the Almighty. All right. Okay. So, kind of find this out later. There's the Almighty, and then there's actually other gods called like cultivation, mm-hmm. and there's like another god called like. Well, there's a bunch of them, anyway. Yeah. Just long story short, there's a lot of them. And uh, supposedly the Almighty Light like, created humanity. Uh, basically. Supposedly. Right. Supposedly. It's not known. Uh, it's known. Well, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> how, how is this described in the book? <laughs> that's a good question. Because I think he did, yes. Yes, he did. Yes. He is an actual guy. You meet him later.
0: Oh, okay okay he does
1: exist <laughs> he feel, is he is very ig- like that's a
0: big spoiler for something i only know one
1: thing well and the characters meet god uh, you learn in like the first book you meet him you meet him that's you a meet him you meet a, him early you just don't know it's him until like three <laughs> quarters through the book <laughs> okay
0: Okay. am you, I doing a good job so far <laughs> be, okay so so far I just know what the starlight archives a god stormlight Ma- stormlight archives a guy that named, is important a guy named Almighty who's probably god. All- <laughs> <laughs> Almighty almighty not, not Almighty <laughs> Almighty
1: that is a different superhero
0: All- <laughs> God's a superhero no. a guy named Almighty may be made humans maybe not but the main thing is a guy most likely is God. Uh, was shown to these people, and uh, they don't know it's him, but he is God. No,
1: okay, no. He did make humanity. Yes, 100%. Okay. Well, that's what Warrenism says, but you don't realize it's completely true. You just kind of assume it's a creation myth, mm-hmm. like in any other book series. Yeah. But it turns out he is real, and it is true. He mm-hmm. did. He is. Okay. Yes, okay. He am. <laughs> so... Okay, so something happened way back in the before times, before mm-hmm. our story takes place, called uh, the Desolations. Okay. And I think they were known as, like, the Epic Wars or something. Mm-hmm. That's epic spelled E-P-O-C-H.
0: Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I'll say epoch. Epoch. Epoch, just for clarity. Okay. But I think it's technically pronounced epic. Could be wrong there. Um, that was supposedly—now, I don't think we actually know if this is true or not— but supposedly, the Almighty dwells in, like, a place called the Tranquiline Halls. Okay. Okay? And that's where, like, deceased heroes go as well. It's like Valhalla. Yeah. Basically. And, uh, so, he was in the Tranquilline Halls, him and his peeps, right? Yeah. And they got kicked out by people called the Voidbringers. Okay. Like, the shadowy enemy. Like, the Heartless from Kingdom Hearts, you know? Okay. As an equivalent. But, uh... Voidbringers exist, too. We, we'll, we'll okay, end up, we'll, so we have Voidbringers. We'll talk about them. Who more. are
0: stronger than God. Well, no. Kicked God out of heaven. The sh- the heartless from well. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> no. Sora is a God killer. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no. hmm. Uh, the, okay, the Voidbringers are not, but there's an evil god called Odium. We'll get to him later. Okay. The element? Odium? Wait, is that an element? No, I don't think so. It okay. might be. It might be, actually. I don't know. I don't know. Don't freaking reveal my ignorance. This is episode one. Okay.
0: You're
1: right. <laughs> Daggummit, right. I'm the teacher. You shut up. I'm sorry. I'll stop asking questions. I'm a good student. That's right. You raise your hand or you'll get a demerit. Okay. So, they got kicked out by the Voidbringers, right? Okay. And then the Voidbringers went to, I think it's called Roshar, the world.
0: hmm
1: It's called Roshar, I think, if I remember correctly. And uh, the Voidbringers decided, oh, Tranquiline Halls aren't enough for us. We're going to go down to Roshar, where the Almighty made mankind.
0: Okay.
1: And we're going to kill them, too. We're going to kill them. We're going to take them out. So, the All... Yes?
0: I raised my, raised my hand. Oh, why do they want to kill all of humanity? They're
1: evil. <laughs> What are you, dumb? There's (laughs) just
0: no reason. They just want to do it. I don't know yet.
1: (laughs) I don't know yet. Okay? But they're bad. They're bad boys. As far as I know, the Almighty is like the good paragon, Mm -hmm. and like Odium is like the evil paragon. It's like light and dark, two sides of the coin, you know? One can't exist without the other, supposedly. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later, (laughs) but uh, anyway, so they went down. They fight mankind in what are called desolations. And the Almighty says, "I'm going to help mankind out." So he sends the heralds. There's ten of them, I believe. What? What are desolations When The Void bringers attacked the
0: mankind. One more time.
1: <laughs> when, uh, when, <laughs> when the Void bringers kicked out yeah. God from Tranquiline Halls. Yes. he said. They said, "I'm going to go. We're going to go kill mankind." Yes. So they went down and attacked mankind, and they yes. were getting beaten. And then the Almighty was like, you know what? I'm going to send ten super powerful somewhat humans. Yes. They're basically demigods called the Heralds. Mm -hmm. Okay? And the Heralds, super strong, they helped humanity fight back against the Voidbringers. They knocked them out. They kicked them out. Okay. The Voidbringers can't be stopped as far as we know. They can be stopped temporarily. So a desolation can be beaten. But once you've beaten the Voidbringers and ended the desolation, you have a couple hundred years of peace. Maybe a thousand years. I think it's a couple hundred.
0: So, is a desolation a type of void bringer?
1: It it is that you're doing this on purpose. No, I'm not. I'm not. The is desolation, desolation the same
0: thing or a different. Thing? The
1: desolation is the act of the void bringers attacking.
0: Okay, okay. So the war is a desolation. The war, yes, is the okay, desolation. That makes. I thought it was like a weapon or no. It,
1: it, was, like, it was like a different. Like, this is going to be a long course. hour. <laughs> no. Right. So the Heralds help mankind. They, be- they beat back the desolation. A couple hundred years of peace, hum- humankind gets to rebuild. Every time a desolation comes, hu- mankind gets fricked, like messed up, hardcore.
0: Yeah. Like
1: 90% of them die. like <laughs> Like most of them die, right? And cities are destroyed. Technology is taken back.
0: Okay, when these happen, right? Yeah. Like, what is the like, the the time frame between the desolations? Because it, it's a like a couple hundred years. Like, is this like enough for like society to become like a society again, or is this all like caveman and tribes? Yes
1: and no. They're pretty. They're pretty preliminary as far as society goes. Okay. They have societies. They're not totally cavemen, but they uh, medieval. Okay. Roughly medieval levels. Okay. So desolation comes. heralds beat it back with mankind couple hundred years they rebuild another desolation comes over and over and over okay okay seemingly no end in sight well guess what the heralds they're kind of human too a little bit Mm -hmm. i don't actually know what they are let's call them demigods but they totally have human like psyches and emotions
0: okay
1: and uh they can get tired (laughs) they technically are immortal but they can get tired Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you right now they were tired of the desolations because come to find out the heralds get the real short end of the stick like real bad the only way to end the desolation truly
0: mm-hmm.
1: is—this this is rough for the heralds. They beat the they beat the void bringers, and then they have to follow them to hell and keep them chained. Oh, right. So the heralds are in hell. They're basically in the shadow realm oh during the, the hundreds of years between desolation. <laughs> now, is this
0: like hell, hell, or is there another? Oh, it's word, bad. Or is there another word for it? No, like, it's bad. This, okay, uh, this is I don't, just our it, Christian hell.
1: Kind of. It, it, like, literally, I think it is described at one point in the books as when they're down there, they're constantly tortured. Like, hooks are being shoved in their flesh, and their bodies are being torn apart and pulled apart, and they just constantly, because they're immortal, they just keep regrowing their stuff, and then they just, they're getting ripped for hundreds of years. They did this seven times, however many desolations there were. A ton of them. They did this oh this many times, so just thousands of years of torment. And then the Heralds finally said, you know what? We've had enough. Enough. So they all took their weapons. They all just said, we're done. Boom. Also, by the way, forgot to mention, if a Herald dies during... They can't die. But if they die, they're defeated. (laughs) Wait. They'll come back to life, but they're dead for a while. If they die during a desolation, they immediately go to hell with the Voidbringers. Oh. Oh. And they have to wait there for the other heralds to finish it and meet up with the dead ones. That sounds like a really short end of the stick. Yeah, you don't want to die. Well, I mean, it's not that bad, because they spend hundreds of years down there anyway. So an extra year or something down there is peanuts. Still sucks. Still sucks. Well, (laughs) so the heralds say, we're done. Before they beat back the desolation, they were just like, we give up. They all met up and said, bam. They stuck their swords called honor blades. They're special. We'll get to those later. (laughs) (laughs) there's 10 of them okay in the world ten they stuck him in the rock and said we're done we're leaving good luck humanity and they just scattered to the winds well one of the heralds was like now hold on hold on hold on hold on guys 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 when when the herald got there when one of the heralds got there there was one other herald waiting for him Mm -hmm. and he was like where's everybody else and he's like oh they already left they're gone dog me and you we got to get gone too i was just waiting here for you and he's like, okay, well, what about what about the other herald that died? His name was Talonateline.
0: Oh, so he's stuck down there.
1: He was like, what about the other herald that died? And the dude was like, bro, I can't go back down there. If I go down there one more time, I'm gone. I am like, I can't handle it. My mind will break. I can't do it. I'm, I'm so tired. So he was just like, so they just apologize. They're like, "Sorry, dude. Sorry, our friend that we've been with for thousands of years, suffering with." Bye. Bye. So he's Shutting down. Died, so he's stupid. down in hell, and they leave. Okay. The heralds just stay on Earth and scatter to the four corners. Okay. Going to, to do their own things. Well, the desolation. We don't really know what happened after they abandoned their post, mm-hmm. but we know the desolation did end. And I think I think humanity did win, but mm-hmm. interestingly enough, ooh, I don't know if I should say this yet. Okay, oh yes, I will. Okay. Basically, humanity won, and okay. the void bringers instead of sending them back to hell, they turned they made them useful. We'll get back to that.
0: Okay. They put like a put them on like a hamster wheel and started
1: powering the world. Yeah. Yeah, kind of actually yes, kind of. <laughs> but we'll get back to that. <laughs> Okay. It worked. It worked until the next Desolation shows up, which is where our story takes place.
0: So, okay, so a Desolation, yes. it's like a timed event.
1: Yes. It's like when the Voidbringers come back and start attacking humanity, that's a Desolation. So it's like
0: an eclipse. Yeah,
1: but it usually takes place over like decades, a couple decades, because it takes time for the Voidbringers to wipe out humanity. Yeah. And humanity's like fighting back all the while, so... I think desolations usually take place so over the fact that a couple humans decades. Humans
0: can win and beat them.
1: Wow. Well, there. Okay. This is where it comes in. Okay. Yeah. In this world, this is complicated. In this <laughs> world, I'm so excited. We've gotten nowhere. Okay. <laughs> that was the start. That was the first three pages, my friend. We we've got <laughs> we got 1197 time. to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, continue. Okay.
1: So in this world there are things called sprin. Remember that, write it down on your flesh. Sprin. Okay? S P R E N. Wait. Okay. Hurry up. I have 45 minutes.
0: Okay, here you go. <laughs> all right, go.
1: Okay. Sprin are important because sprin are like part of the world, kind of like gravity, right? Mm-hmm. Sprin are they don't really know all that much about sprin. <laughs> It's still a fledgling science. Shut up. I'm sorry. Shut I'm up. I'm so sorry.
0: I'm just like, it's like gravity. It's a force in the world. Spren, remember it. No one really knows
1: what it is. <laughs> no, no, no. I know what it is. They don't. Okay. Okay. But it's... Spren are... So, for example, if you light a fire. If you light a fire, little spren will show up around the fire, and they are called fire spren. There are many different kinds of spren for everything. There are wind spren that follow the winds. There's water sprint. There's freaking lie sprin. I'm All not right. kidding. Creation sprint.
0: This is gonna make no sense for anyone listening. So are they like the whims <laughs> kind of thing? But like whims? Like, yeah, from our from our thing. Oh, No. Okay.
1: No. The whims are like actual they're creatures. Okay. Sprint the- are technically okay, spren mm-hmm. are literally like gravity. Think of spren like gravity. They're just part of the world. They're an innate force. Yeah. Right? But Sprint are actually given sentience by human thought. Okay? okay? Okay. So imagine this. You got gravity. It doesn't have a face. It's not a thing. It just is, right? Yeah. We're just constantly pulled down. Now imagine if humans thought about gravity enough mm-hmm. and gave it a name, little, little gravity Sprint would start showing up, and they look like little purple blobs, and they show up whenever something's being pulled down by gravity. Okay. They are the embodiment of a force given shape by human ideas and thoughts. Okay? okay. You, are you with me there?
0: All right, I got you. Okay. I got you. Also,
1: I could totally be getting some of this wrong, but I'm fresh off the first book, so I should be I should be good. Okay. <laughs> um right. So they're important. Spren part of the world, right? Mm-hmm. The Heralds, going back to them for a second, the reason they were able to fight back the Voidbringers, they were powerful, right? The Ten Heralds, they're good. They can't beat back millions of Voidbringers by themselves. So they had orders of knights called the Knights Radiant. The
0: Knights Radiant.
1: Yes, or just the Radiants for short. Okay. The Radiants have supernatural powers just like the Heralds, Mm -hmm. but they get the supernatural powers by making a contract with a Sprint. By having a bond with a sprint. And when they bond with a sprint, let's just take one of the orders of Radiance called Wind Runners. Yeah. They have the power to control gravity. They can fly, okay? okay. And do other cool things. They're dope. They have to have a contract with an honor sprint. And when they contract the with an honor spren.
0: an honor
1: spren? A spren that shows up when people are honorable. <laughs> oh
0: my god!
1: There are spren for... Everything. <laughs> Remember how I said there's creation sprint? When yeah. someone's drawing a cool picture, <laughs> yeah. little creation sprint will pop up and start dancing around. Song sprint. Oh my okay? god! Singing sprint. It was
0: it was way it was way more intense than I thought it was. Lie
1: sprint. I'm ta- I'm telling you. <laughs> the sprint that show up
0: when you lie. Yes. <laughs> the sprint that show up when you sleep.
1: Yes. There's yeah. also death sprint, but nobody can prove their existence because they only show up when you die. <laughs>
0: Okay, so okay. One Listen, second. if you're lost now, no. you're getting nowhere. Oh, no, just real quick, just real quick. Okay. <sighs> okay. So, wh- so you see these things everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You cannot look around a room without seeing like a hundred of them. Mm-hmm. That is
1: terrifying. Mm-hmm. Not if you're born with it. <laughs> Not if you're born into that world. It's not that scary. They're completely harmless. You okay. can't even touch them. Are they like the little dust, dust mite things from, like, spearing yeah, yeah. away? Yeah, yeah, They're soot sprites a little bit, yeah. but they're less corporeal and they can usually float. Okay. I don't think you can touch them.
0: Okay. I don't think. No,
1: you can't touch them. But they're you can just, make a deal with them. Not actually. Okay, so... Okay, interesting. It's not like you have a piece of paper and you sign a contract and say, do you agree to these terms? No. It's more like by living a life that these Sprint agree with, they show up and they're like, I like this human. This human's kind of dope. And they just start hanging around. And if you satisfy the conditions, you will bond with that Sprint. Okay. And they will become your partner.
0: All right. Okay, so tell me... All the knights and what they're bond with.
1: That's not no. <laughs> There's no way. No, I, we We haven't even learned all of them yet. Okay. I don't think I'm. We're we're three books. We're four books in. All right. Give me three out of, of ten. Them. Give me three of them. Uh, there is the Stonebreakers. I believe the okay. Windrunners. Uh, the shoot. One of the main characters has this one. I don't remember what it's called. It does like illusions and stuff. Okay. It's cool. It's pretty cool. They can literally like. She can like make. It's cool.
0: So, so how do you make a deal with an illusion spend, spend?
1: spren? Sprint. Sprint. You don't do it on purpose. Like I said, you you live a life that the sprint agree with, like an honor sprint. Yeah. If you want to attract an honor sprint, the sprint choose the human. Yeah. Right. You just have to live a life of honor and like do never lie, never like do the things the sprint agrees with. Yeah. Eventually, they will start hanging around you because mm-hmm. they like you. And the bond will be formed. You don't actually sign a contract. You don't do anything consciously. It just happens.
0: Could that be done with <clears throat> a, like an evil trait as well?
1: So glad you asked. <laughs> we'll get to that in this part of the lecture. Okay, okay. 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 Um. So yes. So the so the heralds basically showed them how to bond with Spren mm-hmm. and created the Radiance. Yeah. So the Radiance would bond with these Spren, and through their bond. Basically, Spren at first have no sentience. They're just like gravity-given form, mm-hmm. right? But then, when they bond with a human, the human gains powers that shouldn't be humanly possible, and the Spren starts to gain sentience. The longer the Spren is with the human, the more human-like they become. So... So they are eventually just as smart as a human, and okay. just as capable. They're just like little spirits.
0: What's the freaker's name from Mob Psycho? Gribble, or whatever his name is? No. What, what, is, it? what, is, it? Uh, what is it? Dimple.
1: Dimple, yeah. Would they just, at, hang at, around at like,
0: would it just hang around like Dimple to Mob? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Exactly. I have to
0: just restate all this in words. I understand. Yeah, that's fine. I even, I even got Dimple's name wrong. Yeah, that's...
1: He yeah, had called it Gribble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Well, let me see. Radiance and Shard bears. Okay. So, don't know how it came about. The Radiance had some kind of technology, something, probably given to them by the Heralds, most likely. That allowed them to make these wondrous creations, these wondrous weapons and armor called Shard Plates and Shard Blades. Okay. Okay? They're crazy. Shard Plates are basically powered by gemstones that have something called Stormlight in it. We'll get to that later. Okay. The gemstones absorb Stormlight, and the Stormlight is basically like electricity. It's a power source. It's how the Radiants use their powers. It's how the Shard Plate and Shard Blades are powered. Well, Shard Plates specifically. Shard blades are just a thing. You'll see. The shard plates... Okay. Oh, no, no, no. The shard plates are the technology. That's right. The shard blades are something else entirely. We'll see. You'll see. I know. (laughs) you'll see. Okay. I know it all. I know it all. Shard plates are a technology. You take gemstones. They have stormlight in them. You put the the stormlight gems in the shard plate... And the plate is like it shows no gaps. The only gap on the on the armor is the eye slit right there. That's the only place where a shard bearer they're called Mm -hmm. when someone has a shard plate and shard uh, blade. They're called a shard bearer.
0: Okay,
1: very very scary people. Are they rare? Yes. Okay. There's like a hundred of them in the world when when are the story starts. Okay. Um, less than a hundred. Uh, no. Uh, da, 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 da. right. So shard plates—they basically don't take damage from anything, and anyone wearing shard plates gets super like strong and fast. It assists your limbs. It's like a powered exoskeleton. Okay. So you can jump way higher. You can freaking punch through a wall. Like you're way stronger. And the only thing that can break shard plates with like any efficiency—if you want to break a shard plate with a freaking like a stone—you'd have to beat on that thing for like dozens of hits. You it know? is
0: very very. Very
1: durable. The the thing that can break shard plates reliably is shard blades. Now, shard blades are uh, the spren, your partner. Mm-hmm. If you, once you know how to use their powers, you can turn your spren into a sword. Oh my god. <laughs> when you turn your spren into a sword, they become a shard blade, and the shard blade can cut through literally anything. Let's say we take a piece of metal, a giant uh, freaking pair, ta- Eiffel Tower. Oh, Eiffel Tower. Straight up. Okay. I could take a shard blade and just walk around it at a leisurely pace and it would cut through the metal like it's cutting through butter on a hot knife.
0: Well, wouldn't wouldn't the um wouldn't the different type of spren you use to make a sword change how nope. the sword No?
1: No. Not that I know of. Not that we know of. Oh. (laughs) It's just, they just become blades. You can turn them into a spear. You can turn them into different weapons. They just usually take the form of a blade. Turning my cat into a
0: giant gun.
1: (laughs) would be pretty dope. But anyway, so yeah, shard blades. They're pretty awesome. They can cut through anything. If they cut through a human, they do not shear the human. They do not cut them. Shard blades have some kind of interaction with the spirit. So if a shard blade cuts metal, it just cuts it like nothing. Like it just goes through no resistance. Yeah. If it cuts a human arm, bam. If I were to smack you right there at the elbow pit. Okay. Everything below this would go black and die. It would just wither. I don't like that. To nothing. Like your soul is now cut off from this part of your body. It withers and goes to nothing. And if I were to cut it again, it would get cut off. Okay. That's what it would do.
0: So... Let's say you took that same thing, but you jabbed it into a brain. What would happen?
1: I'm so glad you asked. If if, if it cuts the spine, yeah. if it severs the brain in any way, the person's eyes will burn, light on fire, and they will die. Period. Oh, cool. They're just dead, and it's really scary to look at because I think you just extinguished their soul. We're not sure yet.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty
1: sure you just killed their immortal soul. Trust so. me,
0: book nine will answer.
1: <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there, but uh, very scary, yes. <laughs> oh so yes, think about that. a shard plate that can't really take damage from anything mm-hmm. and you have a shard blade, which is usually like six feet long, like they're yeah. as tall as a person, right? So a person wearing a shard plate and a shard blade, they just run through people swinging their sword, killing thousands. so before they get finally taken down.
0: With the shard plate, right? Yes. See that—that that is like that has nothing to do with the sprint. No, nothing at all. No. Why are they called the same thing?
1: Um, they, because only the radiance and heralds knew how to make them, so they were both considered like holy things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they just got they they just call it the same thing.
0: That's confusing. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah,
1: talk to the heralds. Okay, <laughs> you freaking mortal frick wit Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> With. <laughs> okay so we went over here as a boy bringer, halls spren okay so now we can get to the actual story <laughs> <laughs> let's see how much time we
0: got left
1: you got 33 minutes that's fine yeah, there we go 30 minutes preamble let me drink some almond milk you gotta keep the whistle wet <whistles> okay yes Yes. Nope. We have one more thing to talk about. Okay.
0: Stormlight. Storm Oh yeah. Yes, yeah, the a- thing,
1: yeah, the thing that powers shard plate. Stormlight. Okay, okay. Is a type of energy that infuses gems and it is gotten from something called high storms, okay? High storms are mm-hmm. something that constantly go around the earth every couple weeks usually. Yeah. A high storm will begin. And a high storm is a literal wall of storm winds and rain. Okay, just moves over the entire earth, and Whoa. then it gets back to where it started, and it stops, disappears.
0: Okay, that's pretty
1: sick. It's pretty sick. That's pretty sick. It's actually. pretty sick. They can't really, you can't really predict when it's coming. But a new science has sprouted up. They're called Storm Wardens, and they can usually predict with, like, 90% accuracy when a high storm's gonna happen. Okay. Don't know how that works. Apparently they do. But yes. so every couple weeks, a storm moves around the whole world. Mm -hmm. Any gems that get left out in the storm get infused with Stormlight, because the storm is not a normal storm. It has Stormlight. Okay. A special almighty power thing. Okay? So, now that you know about that... That's how shard plates get their power, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, the book starts, right, with, first of all, the Heralds giving up their weapons. But after that,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: we come to a party, okay? The Alethkar Kingdom, okay? That's Mm -hmm. where most of our characters are from. Yeah. Basically, all of our main characters. They are having a, what do you call it, a treaty signing. They are signing a treaty with a group of tribals, quote, unquote, Called the Parshendi. Okay. okay. Parshendi. The, the Parshendi are recently discovered. Okay. okay. Um, Alethkar and basically the whole world uses these slaves called Parshmen. 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 They're weird. So they look, they look kind of... They're shorter. Mm-hmm. They're wide at the shoulders. And they're pretty stout. But they're really dumb.
0: So they're like dwarves, but like stupid dwarves? <sighs> A
1: little bit. Think of like a gorilla dwarf mix, okay. With like, like, com- like burnt black and red skin. They have like usually red or black skin that's marbled with red or black. So does sometimes it, white. Does it look like like
0: fresh lava like settling? Yes. Okay. Yes,
1: actually, that's a great way to explain it. They look a lot like magma. Okay. Okay. Um. And just everybody uses them, and they're like prime slaves because they do anything you ask them to. Absolutely anything, with no complaint. They almost never talk. They're very dim-witted, supposedly. Well, that's sad. Yeah.
0: I feel bad for them.
1: Yeah. Well, they found a group of these Parshmen that were living on their own, speaking to each other, having a society. Known as, and they are called the Parshendi. So this was unprecedented. Everyone in the world was like, what?
0: that's crazy
1: they were freaking this was they were it was crazy they so, did not expect this I mean
0: I bet they were like oh wait wait these are actual people that we can like respect yeah, Gross. yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly so the king of Alethkar is called Gavilar and Gavilar at the start uh, of his reign
0: what's the kingdom's name
1: Alethkar
0: and the king's name
1: Gavilar <laughs> Continue. Why do you laugh? These are names. Continue. How would you laugh if I laughed at... How would you feel if I laughed at your name, huh?
0: Mine doesn't rhyme with earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Girth.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so... Uh, Alethkar is signing a treaty with the Parshendi. Mm-hmm. Gavilar, at the start of his reign, was like... He was a warmonger. He, like, conquered a bunch of area and it was, like, uniting the lands mm-hmm. under, like, conquest right? Okay, so bad guy. To, toward, yes. Mm-hmm. Towards the end of his reign. I mean, he was not He was kind of a bad guy. The Alethkar are known for wars. Mm-hmm. Like, as a kingdom, they are known for wars. Yeah. We'll get to why later. But, uh... Anyway, so he was a war-conquering kind of guy, and then near the end of his reign, the last three years or so, he started reading a book called The Way of Kings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll get to that later. And he started... Changing the way he was thinking, he started being like, Oh, we need to unite these people, we need, we need like peace and stability, unification. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he met these Parshendi, and the furthest thought from his mind was conquering them. He immediately knew that he needed to ally with these people, a treaty was needed so he could learn about what the Parshendi are, what the Parshmen are. Well, it was all going good. The Parshendi agreed to sign the treaty, they were having a party.
0: Okay,
1: okay. Um, and then the assassin in white showed up
0: okay the assassin in white
1: the assassin in white is what he is known as cause he always wore a completely white outfit Okay, and he has an honor blade an honor blade is one of the things that the heralds left he has one of the heralds weapons
0: okay that's bad
1: so what we come to find out is an honor blade is basically just like a shard blade except you do not need to be partnered with a Sprint to have powers You just have them. Okay. So by having this honor blade, this particular one, he has the powers of a windrunner. So he can affect gravity and he can fly through the air and he can do all these things. Okay. All with a shard blade. So he is extremely dangerous. A single cut is enough to kill anyone and he can cut through any material and he can fly. So (laughs) kind of freaking dangerous. Pretty OP. Pretty
0: OP. Probably should nerf that.
1: Well, he shows up to kill Gavilar. Unfortunate. Now, Gavilar is usually protected by two of his... Well, before that, the Alethkar kingdom has the king, Gavilar. And then below the king, there are ten high princes. Dang! The high princes are basically like barons or dukes. They're one step below the king, and there's ten of them. He had ten kids? No, they're not his kids. No, They're just other royal families. Okay. That are, like, all subservient to the king. Well, one of those high princes was called Dalinar. Okay, and that's it. Okay, shut up. I'm so
0: sorry. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why they all end at the same dark? Because they're
1: all from freaking Alathar. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's, a freaking sprude. It's like the Smurfs. Oh, shut I'm up. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> just, wait, just wait until we get to Gilgamesh. And, uh, what was his name?
0: <laughs> what was the guy's name? In, what? Keep going. Smurfs. Oh, 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 oh wait.
1: We're wasting time. Drew, okay, my bad. My bad. was yeah, my time. What is his name? <laughs> can't remember. No, don't worry about it. Okay, whatever. Gilgamesh. <laughs> Let's go into Gilgamesh. Uh, Gurgashite, Ger- something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't the know. Guy from the don't worry about it. Okay, so Gavilar, yeah. and then you have the ten high princes. One of them is Dalinar. Now I'm laughing. Break <laughs> off. Okay, and another one of the high princes is called Sadius. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> Gavilar the king. Yeah. Dalinar the king's brother, actually. Okay. okay. Okay? The king's brother, Dalinar, his younger brother, is the high prince of the Colin House. Mm-hmm. Col or Colleen. Coline House. It's K H O L I N. So
0: I think it's Colleen.
1: Colleen. Let's say the Colleen house. So, yes. Gavilar is basically always protected by these two guys. Dalinar, his younger brother, and Sadius. Okay. Or Sadius. They are his, like, right-hand men, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, when the assassin in white shows up, Sadius is by Gavilar's side, so he attempts to protect him. Dalinar is drunk and asleep. Okay. And the uh, repercussions of this night would affect Dalinar for the rest of his life, but we'll get to that. So, the assassin in white kills his way through guards... The party is in an uproar. He makes it to Gavilar, and when he gets to Gavilar's room, the door flies open and out runs a stooped man in a hood, running with two guards next to him, and they're all running out of the room. Okay. So he's like, "That's probably the king running from me." And then out steps a shard bearer, a shard bearer with a full shard plate and shard blade, comes oh. out of the room and is like, "Let's go, assassin!" Starts fighting.
0: Whoa.
1: And and the assassin's name is Zeth. Or Seth, it's S Z E T H. We'll just go with Zeth.
0: Zeth, okay. And he's the assassin white.
1: white. The assassin white Zeth, Sun okay. son, son Velano. <laughs> but <laughs> fun. Just, we'll just go with Zeth.
0: Son son Velano. That's great.
1: Yeah, he is a Shin man. We'll, we'll, he, that's another race. Man Whatever.
0: after my heart. Right. Good old Shin man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, so he starts fighting the bear and he's like, I gotta get rid of this guy, I gotta go chase the king, because I have to kill the king. Mm-hmm. And then he starts to realize, as he's fighting the bear wait a minute. You know what Gavilar is famous for? His combat prowess.
0: Okay.
1: Gavilar would, is wh- famous. Why would he run? Why would he run? Would he he run? wouldn't. Yeah. That's probably a decoy. he come to find out, yes, the decoy was Sadius, his right-hand man, who willingly was like, give me the freaking cloak, I'm gonna run out there, I'll distract him, get the freak out of here, king. Mm-hmm. But Gavilar just stays and starts fighting with him. And Zeth is like, okay, crap, this is the king. So he fights, 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 fights. It's a tough fight. He kills him. Gavilar is killed and dead. He falls to the rocks below and is dead. He asked the... Right as he's dying, he says to the assassin, he says, please, I don't know why you're doing this, but tell my brother. Tell Dalinar he must find... The most important words a man can say. Okay. He must find the most important words a man can say. And Zeth is like, okay, well I'm an assassin. I can't go tell Dalinar that. So I'll just so he just uses Gavilar's blood, because Zeth honestly is an honorable man. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy, but he's basically like messed up from childhood to believe that he's not allowed to have an opinion. Oh. He's not allowed to choose what he does. In his culture, he is truthless. And a truthless is not allowed to make any decisions for themselves. They just have to do whatever their master says. And their master is anyone that holds their oath stone. Just like a little stone. Literally anyone that's holding it is his master and can tell him to do anything.
0: It's literally the undertaker.
1: Yeah. Yeah, actually, yes. (laughs) If you have his urn.
0: If he has the urn, he can do whatever you want with him.
1: Straight up. So he kills Gavilar and he's like, okay, well, I can do this. He takes the blood and writes the message next to it. Find the most important words a man can say. Dalinar does not know what that means. For the longest freaking time, he does not know. Um, fast forward a little bit. That's what happened that night. It was unfortunate. Dalinar, for the rest of his life, or up until for a long, long time, he is completely racked with guilt over his brother's death because he was drunk. Okay? And his brother was reading The Way of Kings, that book, mm-hmm. and he was following the Alethkar codes. And the codes are an ancient wartime tradition they yeah. basically say, this is how you should comport yourself. This is how you should behave when a war is going on. Yeah. Do not drink. That's like rule number one. Don't drink. Drunkenness is bad. Yeah. Don't duel. You could hurt somebody else that's needed for the war. Don't do blah, don't do that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's all these things. Nobody follows the codes anymore. But oh. Gavilar was following the codes by the time he died. So after Gavilar dies, Dalinar's like, I need to turn my freaking life around. He stops the drink and he starts following the codes religiously. He becomes, yes. Is he now the king? No.
0: So who's the king?
1: The ki- The next in line for the king was Gavilar's son, Elokar.
0: Okay. Anyway.
1: So Elokar is the king now. And he was young. When Gavilar died, Elokar was like 17. Aww. But he's the king now. Um, and Dalinar was like, okay. So he starts following the codes. And he started reading the way of kings, trying to find the most important words a man could say. He doesn't know what that means. And he's trying to find it. This please and Thank you. Right. <laughs> um, anyway. So, moving on. Dalinar's looking for those words. Elokar is the king, a fledgling king. He's young. Mm. Dalinar is trying his best to protect Elokar during his reign. Blah, 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 blah. Moving on, we come to another... Dalinar is one of the main characters. Okay. We come to another main character, Kaladin. Kaladin. Now, Kaladin... Is my personal favorite. He is a troubled youth. Okay? Just like you. Just like me. (laughs) (laughs) He is a uh, boy with tood, just like me. (laughs) Okay? He's like 18 years old when we get to him. Young boy. He's young, but man, he's seen a lot. Mm -hmm. Really. When we come to him, he is in a slave caravan. He is a slave in the back of a wagon being transported to wherever he's going to be sold to. Skyrim. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. you—you're finally awake. (laughs) Just like (laughs) somebody wakes it. No, it doesn't happen. But yes, just like that. Um. Also, interestingly enough, Mm -hmm. a Spren has started following Kaladin around. A wind Spren, so he thinks. A wind Spren is just following him around. They don't usually do that.
0: Do do most people not know what the like what they look like,
1: or do they all look kind of similar? They know what they look like. It looks like a windspring. Okay. It just by all by all accounts. He's
0: really good at breathing.
1: He does not know. <laughs> but so basically they go in the caravan, on and on and on. His slaver is called Tivlakov.
0: That's a fun name. It is a fun name. Hard to spell in kindergarten. It's
1: T V L A <laughs> K V Tivlakov. Okay? So his slaver, Tivlakov, is like mean dude. Kaladin's just going along he used to be a surgeon okay so one of the slaves in the caravan is dying and calvin's like listen i can save this guy just i'll tell you what to do do this and he'll be good and tivlock is like i'm not gonna waste money on this guy he's he's worthless just drag his body out and throw it in the bog
0: 18 years old and still he's a surgeon yeah oh my god yeah wow oh he's
1: he's he's also one of the best soldiers ever but yeah, we'll get to that. Real
0: Renaissance man, this dude. He's
1: awesome. Okay. Is he a good slave too? Hmm. <sighs> no. But oh. Well, when we come to him, he actually okay in this world. Also, forgot to mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, men and women are uh, distinct in that they are they ha- each have their duties and what they can and cannot do. Right. Okay. Like men are the only ones that can have like spicy food, <laughs> and women are the only ones that can have sweet food okay sucks for both weird right yeah the men are the only ones that are allowed to fight and be like kings and stuff Mm -hmm. the women are the only ones that are allowed to read write poetry art all of those things are the women's job technology all of it is women put me on
0: team woman that sounds great (laughs) yeah
1: and the men are only allowed to wage war and politics and stuff like that
0: that is a sucky life right there yeah I hate that
1: yeah but uh, there are exceptions to that rule in that in the voran church, remember voranism, mm-hmm. the Almighty, um, they have basically followers of that religion that are like in the church are called ardents, and ardents can disregard those rules. So male and female ardents can do whatever. Okay. But they are technically property. Anyone like that is a follower of the church, like kings and stuff own ardents. They're technically slaves. But they do it by choice.
0: Wow, this sucks. Yeah. In fact, the fact that you read this book, you're you're breaking the law. <laughs> in the world, I
1: don't think that's uh, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Well, men are allowed to read in a way they can't read words, but they can read glyphs, and glyphs are basically like Egyptian cave paint, like cave paintings. They're like they are <laughs> a symbol that denotes something. Wow. Right. They're just a symbol that denotes something. So when we come to Kaladin, he has two glyphs on his head. One says slave, and the other is shash. And the shash glyph is dangerous. Okay. So he has slave and dangerous on his head.
0: He's a dangerous slave. He's a
1: dangerous slave because he's escaped from captivity and fought back against his captor so many times. He is considered dangerous, so he is much cheaper and he can... Well, he's gonna—he's about to be sent to like the worst place a slave can be sl- sent to. Cool. Yeah. So, oh, right. When the forgot this point, I should probably start marking these out. I don't have much time left. We are not even close.
0: Uh, you got uh, 16 minutes. That's rough. That's <laughs> rough, man. An hour is not a lot.
1: <laughs> um, don't worry, you'll, you'll get part two eventually. Right. So after the assassin White and the Parshendi, the Parshendi take took, uh, were, like, yes, we killed him. We sent the assassin White. Okay. Nobody knows why they did that, but they admitted that, yes, we killed him. Kill us. Okay. It's very weird. They literally said, we did it. Now hang us. Kill us. We know you're going to. Just go ahead and kill us. But we had to do it, they said. They, we had to do it. Had to but him. nobody knows why they did it. Mm-hmm. So a war starts... The Parshendi are fighting Alathkar. The Alathkar go to the Parshendi's home, which is like the Shattered Plains, mm-hmm. which is basically just like a super rocky, deserty area that has huge plateaus. The entire area is like, say, like a hundred meter rock plateau, mm-hmm. and then it's just a massive chasm.
0: Okay, all not,
1: throughout it, the entire fun. area is nothing but plateaus and chasms. So to get anywhere on the Shatter Plains, you have to bring like a bridge or a pole to vault over. You have to be able to get across these chasms. That's the only way to maneuver. That's good defense. Yeah. So that's where the, the Parshendi live, right? So a war starts, and when we start our story, the war has been going on for six years. Okay. Since the king's death, it's been six years.
0: So wait, wait. wait. You're saying we just started the story? Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so it's been six years. They've been fighting on the Shattered Plains for a long time. It's a bunch of BS. Mm -hmm. Basically, instead of trying to end the war, the high princes have like given into like bickering, and they just want to make money.
0: Yeah.
1: On the Shattered Plains, there's a unique thing where there are these giant beasts that are like crosses between lobsters and crabs. They're massive. They're okay, like okay. as big as this apartment complex. Holy shit. They're really <laughs> big. Maybe bigger. They're bigger than this actually. They're huge. Okay. Okay. Well when they and they live in the chasms yep. when they come up to a plateau and form a cocoon mm-hmm. that's when they're, they're pupating. And when they're pupating they are completely vulnerable. They will not fight back. So you can just hack into them and they can't do anything. They're completely vulnerable. Okay. At the middle of every, they're called great shells. Yeah. Great, great shells. Chasm and chasm chasm fiends or great shells. Okay. That's what they're called. At the middle of them, there is something called a gem heart. Their heart is literally made of gems.
0: Yes. Pure yes. money
1: that can hold stormlight. Okay. So, basically, each gem heart is worth. <gasps> of money Mm -hmm. so instead of fighting the parshendi and like killing them basically the parshendi and alethkar just having like a proxy battle where they are trying to get these gem hearts whenever one comes up to pupate the scouts will be like they'll sound the horns and everybody rushes to see who can get to it first and then if when when both armies show up the parshendi and the alethkar they fight and whoever wins gets to take the gem heart. So it's almost... It's it's, it's skirmishes. It's, They've been skirmishing yeah, yeah, for six years. It's
0: almost like just like a big Cold War, but they actually fight each other a little yes. bit. Okay.
1: Yeah. Right. They're fighting the Cold War. They're just going for gem hearts. Not really trying to end the war anymore. They're just trying to line their own pockets. They're just
0: putting nukes in there, in the reservoir.
1: Dalinar is not happy with this. Okay. He's not happy with this. And
0: this is the one trying to find the words.
1: Yes. Okay. Gavilar's younger brother, or the king's younger brother is i said he's younger brother he's like four like still in his 50s so he's not young
0: mm-hmm.
1: Gavilar was just like 60 yeah um anyway so yeah Dalinar's not happy with that bs so going back to kaladin mm-hmm. turns out the place he is getting shipped to is the shattered plains where the war is happening okay Okay, and he is going to be a slave in the bridge cruise. This is
0: dismal. What is the bridge cruise? Well,
1: let me tell you. Remember how I told you how the Shattered planes? you need like a bridge to get around? Yeah. Right. The bridge crews are just slaves that carry bridges very heavy on their back, like 40 men that carry these bridges. Mm -hmm. They set them down, push them across, let the army go across, and they pick up the bridge and run to the next one.
0: How can you put down a bridge if there's a giant hole there at the curve? Like
1: it the bridges are made in such a way that they set it down and then they push it across. Okay. And then they can pull it across on the other side. Okay. I've thought about it in my head and I'm like I don't know exactly how it's constructed. It's explained at points, but anyway. So, well the issue, that doesn't sound so bad, it's just grueling manual labor, right? Mm-hmm. The worst part is they have to run at the front of the army. So when the Parshendi get there first and they set up their archers, the bridge crews have to run straight at the archers, set down their bridge, and they just get massacred. Wow. It is the bridge crews are supposed to die. Sadius, remember Gavilar's other right-hand man? Yes. He is not so honorable. He is not as honorable as Dalinar.
0: He's a bad boy. He
1: doesn't follow the codes. So he is the one with these bridge crews. He purposefully makes the bridge crews run against the archers so the archers do not fire at his soldiers. Mm-hmm. He thinks a slave dying is much better than one of his soldiers dying. Yeah. And I guess logically that's true. Mm-hmm. But it's still pretty cruel because he just sends People to hundreds die. of men to die every time he assaults a plateau. And they are not allowed to defend themselves. They're not allowed to wear armor. They're oh. not allowed to carry a shield. They just have to carry the bridge and wait to die. That's
0: pretty mean of just saying. I don't. If you made your own armor, I'm going to destroy it.
1: Oh no, they will. If a slave tries to make their own armor or survive or refuse to run, they will be executed. What's the point of that? Just to be mean. Just to he just wants them to run. Wow. Well. They will get beaten if they refuse to run against the archers, or they try to do something to survive. They will get beaten severely. Don't like that and then made to run the bridge Don't like so that. that's where Kaladin gets sent and he is in the worst bridge bridge four mm-hmm. it just so happens that bridge four loses the most members out of any of the bridges just because of where it runs in the column I guess okay and some people might uh, think it might be a little unlucky mm-hmm. but everybody in bridge four dies all the time he gets sent to bridge four it's it's rough it's really rough yeah. It's so rough. He does his first run, and the entire time, his feet are bleeding. His shoulders are bleeding. He, he can barely walk by the time they get to the end of the plateau. And he's like, I can't. Like, they put down the bridge. Like, 17 of the people in his bridge crew die. He manages to survive. Okay. The arrows, like, hit right around his face, and he barely survives. And then he's just so tired. He's like, I can't. Uh, can't run anymore. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys that's been in the bridge crews for a while is like, we got to run back. He's like, oh, (laughs) Oh (laughs) so they pick up the bridge and start running back. When he gets back, he is in a deep sadness.
0: Yeah, understandable.
1: Deep, deep sadness. He has lost everything in his life. We'll get into his past later.
0: Okay. Ah, We should probably get into it now. Well, you got 10 minutes, whatever you want to talk about.
1: Gosh, that's rough. (laughs) I'll just say he has lost everything in his life. Mm. Period. It's at this point in the book where you start getting snippets of his past. Like, it'll be like, there'll be a flashback from when he was like 8 and then 10 and 14. Mm-hmm. And you learn about his past. It's bad. Is he like the main character? <laughs> One of them. Dalinar's a main character. How, how many? Kaladin's a main character. How many are there? Shallan's a main character. Arguably, Adelin's a main character. Renarin's a main character. Okay, I don't know him. They're Dalinar's sons. Adeline and Renarin. Okay. We'll get to them later. All right. But, yeah, there's a lot of main characters. They're all important. This is, it's it's not just a character. It is a people that it follows. So it's every
0: person in every kingdom. No, not <laughs>
1: quite. But there's a bunch of characters, main characters. Um, Think of it as like the A-Team, kind of. It's like a bunch <laughs> of, you know, it's, it's like multiple.
0: Out of any, any <laughs> property
1: you could have said, <laughs> It's like medieval A-Team. You'll love it. You'll love it. You'll love it anyway so Kaladin he's had a bad life he lost everything his younger brother died all of the people he tries to protect dies every time uh, he only joined the army to protect his younger brother who got conscripted his younger brother died first time he watched him die he sat with his brother for three hours his brother's corpse uh, his brother was 12 or 13 hate, hate to see it yeah and he was like Kaladin was like 14 his brother was like 13 at that point um, every time Kaladin decides I'm going to protect these people. Kaladin's a good boy, by mm-hmm. the way. Like I said, he's a surgeon. His biggest problem as a surgeon was he could not stop himself from caring. Yeah. So he couldn't be like, we lost another one. That's a shame. No, he'd be like, we lost another one. Why do I suck so much? Why couldn't I be better? Why mm-hmm. couldn't I save them? And he'll just beat himself up about it for a long time. Yeah. Everybody he's tried to protect in the army, or just period, has ended up dead every single one he's lost like 40 people that he decided to try to protect Mm -hmm. but he lives every time he is always the only person that survives when these bad things happen so he starts to believe that he is cursed by god that god himself the almighty said "Frick you kid and cursed him so he is about to go kill himself oh um he okay before this this is important he tried to kill, when he was in the slave caravan, after Tivlakov just callously killed one of the other slaves, mm-hmm. Kaladin picked up a blackbane leaf. It was I think it was called blackbane. It's like a super poisonous leaf. If, yeah. if you ingest it, you will die very quickly. So he found one and was going to put it into Tivlakov's tea mm-hmm. to kill him. Because he was so mad, he hated him so much. Yeah. He realized at one po- at one point Tavlok had made him mad, and he rushed against the bars, and he crumpled the leaf in his hand on accident, mm-hmm. and it just fell to the ground. He was like, ah, "There we go." And then once, by the way, once he made it to bridge four, soon after, the windspring that's been following him around for weeks yeah. started talking to him.
0: Oh, he's a friend.
1: She started talking to him, and he called her Sill. Sil. Sil, Syl, Syl, S Y L. She's very cute. I love her to bits. She's my favorite.
0: Even though she's like a blob, she's
1: great. She's not a blob. She's literally a human-like looking girl. She
0: she looks like a human.
1: She's just like this small. Okay, she's like a pixie without wings.
0: So, do all of them are like pixies?
1: Kind not. All, they're all different. But winds are. Pixies. One of them is a pattern, and his name is Pattern. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that later. I'm Sorry, it's just so hard to <laughs> Listen, imagine. Focus. Okay but yes six minutes <laughs> i know that's what focus <laughs> okay so yes her name is Syl. he he names her sill and she starts talking to him and she's super sweet
0: okay
1: we come to find out later that she is i'll get to that later but okay. he, he has powers he is a radiant okay
0: so he has powers now
1: he does he doesn't realize he has powers that's the reason he keeps surviving these things when everybody else dies like in the bridge cruise mm-hmm. when he's running and everybody else is dying all of the arrows like stab the board above his head why because he uh, unconsciously uses his powers to draw the arrows to the board above his head okay everybody else dies he keeps surviving really he's blessed mm-hmm. he is he is extremely blessed but he believes he's cursed because he's the only one that survived okay He's just in a bad situation, the poor guy. But still, starts talking to him, blah, blah, blah. She's super sweet. He decides to go kill himself shortly thereafter. He is standing at the chasm. The one thing that soldiers will allow the slaves to do, the slaves and the bridge crews, yeah. if they go to the honor chasm, to throw themselves off and kill themselves, the soldiers will allow it. Because that is the one mercy they give a bridgeman. It's so funny calling it the
0: honor chasm. You can kill yourself in any chasm, it's fine. It's true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yes, bridgemen are allowed to throw themselves off and kill themselves if they just don't want to live anymore. Soldiers will allow it, they won't stop them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if they try to go anywhere else, they'll stop them.
0: Don't go to the unhonorable chasm to
1: kill yourself. What are you what, doing? You get daft? <laughs> <laughs> No, but anyway, he is standing at the foot of the, at the chasm, and he's looking down, and he's just about to throw himself off. Right before this, a couple hours ago, mm-hmm. Syl was like, Kaladin, I have to go. I'll be back, or I'll try to be back. Yeah. I've never gone this far from you, so I don't know if it'll if I'll be able to find my way back, but I'll try. I'll be back, okay? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, bye. <laughs> and she leaves, and then he a couple hours later, he decides he's going to kill himself. He's standing at the chasm. Right as he's about to step off, he hears a a, a, a little voice yell,
0: "Hey, Kaladin! Hey, listen! <laughs> hey,
1: listen!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she rushes over, and he's like, "Syl, you're back." And she's like, "I," she's like, struggling. She's carrying a leaf. Whoa. Okay, she's carrying a leaf. She is carrying a black bane leaf. Hey. This extremely poisonous leaf that could kill.
0: Don't kill yourself with that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Here.
1: no this is the cute part. She gives it to him and says, You've been looking down lately, and I saw when you were in the slave caravan, you were clutching that really tightly, so I thought it must be really important to you, so I found one. Oh, that's very nice. <laughs> very sweet. And then he was like <laughs> Thanks <for this laughs> Like poison. he literally is like <laughs> <laughs> She just gave me like the most poisonous leaf in the world when I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> he's like, strangely enough, that's exactly what I needed because he didn't want to kill himself anymore once mm-hmm. she did that. Yeah. So he's like, Okay, I'm gonna try again. I'm going to try again, and I'm going to save these people in bridge four. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. So he decides his, his, each bridge has a bridge leader, and the mm-hmm. bridge leader is supposed to say, like, lift, lower, push. Yeah. Basically just tells them what to do, but he is also a bridgeman. Mm-hmm. He, gets, he gets assigned a new bridge leader. Well, he threatens the sergeant, actually. He says, you're going to make me bridge leader. Okay. <laughs> he threatens a soldier. And he is like six foot two and pretty freaking muscly mm-hmm. at this point. He's like, "You're gonna make me bridge leader, and you have you can't do anything about it." And yeah. the sergeant hates him, but he's like, "Okay, fine, whatever." And he decides he's gonna save these people in Bridge Four, whatever it takes. How much time do I got?
0: Uh, three minutes. Right.
1: So he starts to get serious. He was a captain. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a pretty high rank in the in the army. Yeah, he was a captain before because he is he was a squad leader. Yeah. Um, so he's actually knows army stuff so he starts treating bridge four like an army like soldiers he makes them like they're all just sleeping and like wishing they were dead and he's like throws open the door he's like alright it's morning get up. Up, up and he starts literally dragging people out of the freaking <laughs> barrack to like wake them up
0: and if you didn't want to kill yourself before <laughs> you're gonna do it now <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. That's what they were thinking. They were like, What is they were all just looking at him with the freaking hate in their eyes. They were like, I hate you so much, dude. Why are you doing this? Yeah. And he like he learns all of their names, which they were a little surprised by because nobody bothers to learn slave names. Mm-hmm. Um and he's like he learns their names, calls them by name, and he's like, We're gonna train, okay? We have to carry this bridge, we're gonna carry it better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do this. And he doesn't force anybody to do it, but he starts, he's like, all right, come on, let's train. They all just go sit down and they're like, freak you, dude, why would we do that? We want to die. Why are we here? He starts carrying a giant piece of lumber by himself, training by himself. Yeah. And the first day, the people are just like, what the freak is wrong with this guy? This guy is, like, they're so mad. They're Mm. annoyed just looking at him. He continues to do it every day afterward. He keeps doing it. And eventually, uh, the bridgemen are starting to be like... Like most of them still hate him, but some of them are like watching him like serious. Good like, form. Like good form. No no, <laughs> no. no. They're like, Is this this guy's for real, isn't he? This guy's for real. And he starts to earn the respect of a couple bridgemen. One of them is a giant horn eater. He's like basically like a Scottish dude from the Alps. Okay. Um called Rock. His name is Rock. Good name. Good name. Strong name. <laughs> Strong Strong. 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 <laughs> Another of them is uh, Teft, who was also in the army, okay, and he starts, these two are kind of like his second-in-commands, basically, and mm-hmm. they're the only people that trust him at the start. Okay. He continues to do stuff, and, like, he decides we're going to comport ourselves, like, with honor and stuff. We're going to be mm-hmm. good people. So whenever they go on a bridge run, whenever there's another bridgeman that's injured, he tells his people to bring them to him, and he starts to surgerize them. He tries to keep them alive. Okay. And to do all these things, like, him, Rock, and Teft have to start, have to, like, start collecting this sap, right? They start to, like, go behind the soldier's back and they collect this sap that's an antiseptic. Yeah. And they sell it for money. So they can use that money to buy medical supplies to keep bridge men alive. Okay. Because right? slaves get paid very little. He <laughs> didn't know he knew that. I'm surprised they got paid at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, So he starts doing that and... Uh, just more and more people start to trust him and they start to stretch their
0: well look at that uh looks like you are out of time trent that's all the uh that's all the time i'm willing to listen to that thing you're passionate about (laughs) uh well uh so uh anyway that was the what book was that
1: stormlight Archive.
0: the stormlight archives cool very nice.
1: It's book one, The Way of Kings.
0: Uh, we'll have to continue that later if if I have the time, I guess. <laughs> um,
1: Absolute sack of a man.
0: Uh, anything you want to plug? <laughs> I don't know how to end this. this is the first one we've done.
1: Uh, hit me up on uh, Stormlight Archives fan forum. <laughs> and just
0: hit me. Just if you see me, hit me. <laughs>
1: That's all for this episode.
0: Uh, See you in the next episode of... What's the name of the show? I'll
1: give you an hour. I'll give you an
0: hour. Uh, Bye, I guess. Bye.
1: Bye. (laughs)